Hang on, grab your testes. and ally Stuart Buckland here for it weird but fair enough I guess this week we have former hosts of the what a pair of trousers podcast former hosts of the short-lived pick a date podcast and soon to be featuring with me in an upcoming podcast project called dad pants all about the struggle about being a good dad for not only your kids but yourself in this crazy world That's right, I said you have to parent yourself. I know this is a direction we hadn't discussed yet, but I'm going with it anyway. Uh, Welcome, a Ben. Hello, Stu. And welcome, a Matt. Hello. And Matt, of course, as previously mentioned, is currently releasing episodes of his interview show, The Chattering Classes, which you can find by searching the title in your favourite pod app. And if it isn't there, contact Matt directly with a fruitily worded complaint. Nothing nothing wrong with a fruity <laughs> rant in my direction. I love it. Do you still need to tell people how to find podcasts? I, 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 People should know how to do it by now, but I always feel like you need to make sure you spell it out for the thickos. Yeah. Surely anyone who's a thicko wouldn't, wouldn't be listening to this podcast. This podcast particularly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, what's happening with you, Munters? Anything amusing happening on the way to the studio this evening, perhaps? Um, well, I, more school stuff, of course. I, I had a student tell me, I, I haven't searched this to find out whether it's true, uh, it fits in nicely with your podcast, that uh, apparently there's a zoo in America that where you can pay like 10 bucks to have, uh, you can name a cockroach after your ex, <laughs> and then they, they will film it being fed to uh, one of their animals. Oh, right. I thought you meant oh. they would deliver it to your ex and leave it, <laughs> knock on the no. door. And... So they'll feed it, or if you if you want to go even further, you can pay more and, and have a rat named after your ex, oh. and then they will feed the rat to... Uh... So they film it and send it to you? Apparently, or they put it on Facebook or on, on Instagram or something like that. But surely if you forward that onto your ex, that's harassment of some kind. I would say so, yes. Hmm. Interesting. I, that, that really could have gone anywhere from the you go to the zoo and pay 10 bucks. I'd really like to know, know. what the listeners' thoughts would have been with that pause. Yeah, there was yeah. a bit of a pause there. I was going, oh, no, what's this? All right. I'm guessing both of you thought about some something to do with monkeys. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> Before and after, strangely. <laughs> well, you know what? We should get into the episode because it's cram-packed full of weird stuff and I don't want to keep people waiting any longer. Let's start with the weird law because that's how we do's. In Massachusetts, it is illegal to have sex with a rodeo clown in the presence of a horse. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. Let's, let's assume it's for the horse's sake. Yeah. Let's start from that point. You know, you want to, you know, a pure little horsey doesn't want to have to see a, a rodeo clown uh, getting busy. Is do you think that could be it? Well, what's your first reaction to that in terms of who who it's meant to be helping? Oh, a it's casual passerby. It's 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 <laughs> definitely pro horse. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm is it pro horse? Is or is it a horse that has like a clown fetish? And its owner was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I can't make this horse stop sticking its head in Mr. Ed's style. No, there's a reference. <laughs> and uh, trying to check out these clowns having sex. So maybe we can make a law about it. The case the of the way. curious horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it's one of those things where I, um, what I do is I, I find this law. I then search the terms and I check maybe the first half dozen things that come up. And if none of them say that it's a stupid myth or that it was, you know, from a hundred years ago and instantly repealed or anything, then I run with it. Fair. Mm. A lot of this stuff seems to come out of Massachusetts. Like this right. does seem to, and like America as a whole, but specifically in that sort of uh, Boston, Massachusetts sort of area. Yeah. What I can tell you is that through looking through those half dozen websites, I found no further in clarifying information of any kind. So no reason now, why I'm, it was brought into existence, you know, nothing. Any thoughts I mean, on expansion? Like out to maybe like 10 to 12 different um, now listings? Well, well, does it imply <laughs> that, you know, the bull at a rodeo is quite Ooh. find a copper knife or... Yeah, but not the horse. But not the horses. Don't want to spook the horse. Mm. We definitely don't want to spook the horse. Well, maybe a horse. No, not going there. Sorry. <laughs> is, oh God. is Boston famous for its rodeos? <laughs> or its clowns? <laughs> it's not exactly a rodeo town, I wouldn't imagine. Hotbed. Massachusetts. Well, well, then maybe that's how people are keeping the rodeos out. <laughs> I guess so. Have a look. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want rodeos in here. They're classless. They're, there was uh, a spate. There was a yokels. spate on them. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe that's the problem. Now they've gone underground. And now they're, oh. now they're like sort of fight club style in the basement somewhere. What are they doing dragging oh, a horse down there? That's why you can't there? find any information on the internet about it. You can't get a horse upstairs. Yeah, that's they're dra- the they're, what are they doing? They're dragging horses down there. <laughs> then finding out they can't take them back out. There's just basements full of horses all through Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I'm positing. Yes, I don't know. I, you can, I'm quite happy for someone to prove me wrong yeah. on that idea, but that's that's where where I've gone to with my investigation. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. I'd be quite happy for someone to prove you right. <laughs> well, that, well, that's how they kind of instead of asking a real estate agent when you're looking for a house how old the house is, you didn't gauge the age by how many horses <laughs> horse skeletons are in the basement. In the basement, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe they measure the size, like the actual width of the room is <laughs> is in hands. Yeah, it's like hands. hands. Yeah. Well, now it's in, now it's just in dead horses, so it's like continuation. <laughs> you measure the horse with the hands, and then the, how many horses fit in your basement? It's a tw- it's a twelve horser. Oh, it's a tw- <laughs> twelve horser. You tell me it was a twelve horse. You didn't. Oh, they use one of those fisheye lenses. I got, eight, I got eight horses and a donkey in there, and. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, yeah. I just, you know, I um saw that and was astounded that I hadn't seen it before. It hasn't come up in any episode previously to this, but there you go. Well, look, it's this is a wonderful segue. 
I'm just mm. gonna I'm just gonna shoehorn my uh, into your one story. Of my, one of my facts. Well, yeah, it's not a huge story, but it does segue into needing a large room. Wow, um, is it a horseshoe horn? What's no. going on here? <laughs> uh, I just wanted to let you guys know about the largest family reunion that was ever achieved. Uh, does anyone want to oh. have a guess at how many people were at this uh, family reunion? See, I, th- I immediately thought 470, and I know that's not even close. <laughs> it's a good number, though. It's a very no. good number, but no, you're right. You're not, you're not close. You're not close. No, I didn't think so. Is it upward of 800? Well, we need another digit, so it's a four-digit number. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Where was this held? Uh, <laughs> it was in uh, France. Yeah. Uh, in Vendée, Vendée, Vendée okay. in France. I'm so after the- a kind of venue that you have this amount of people at. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, How many horses could you figure out? <laughs> <laughs> Give us the basement horse span if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, they didn't actually put that in the story, sadly. Right. But um, look, they just said they had it in France. So maybe... Maybe, maybe it, it was, was just all, all of France. France. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking in the thousands, not tens of thousands, but thousands. Exactly. Oh, so right. it was 4,514. Right. That was the largest family reunion uh, achieved by the Porto Bolive family at Saint-Paul-Mont. Did they have to dig some up to get, get those numbers up? Or? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it was actually at... It doesn't say that it was at um, a cemetery, but, you know, they probably oh. could have got it over 5,000 if they'd have done <laughs> I mean, it correctly. Right, that's mm. some creative thinking right there. But that is a big, like, that's a big family reunion. Can you imagine right. the sort of bust-ups that would have been going on there? Well, like the I'm... deep-seated I'm, issues? I'm worried about catering myself. <laughs> like, who's cooking? Who's cooking the horses? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of little party pies, isn't it? Mm. All right. So what are satay sticks? <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many satay sticks you reckon? A hundred? No. Uh, that'll do it. It's, it's, you know, the price goes up if it's more than that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well. that's right. Okay. Are you getting bulk discounts on something like that? Oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's cash bar. You've got you to gotta pay for your own drinks as well. <laughs> oh, come on. Cheap. This family's cheap. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, that's a, I thought that was an exceptionally large family reunion. Yeah, it's giving me anxiety thinking about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you have more weirdness to share while we're on you? I, I do. I've got, a, um, I've got a story about a woman who... Um, well, I'll just read you the story, eh? Sure. In September 1726, um. an English woman named Mary Toft, T-O-F-T... Gave birth to something that looked like cat intestines. Uh (laughs) When local obstetrician John Howard... Your kind of lilting fairy tale telling sort of voice... um, Buried the lead a little bit. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What are you talking about? What? Cat... Something that looked like cat intestines. Specifically cat intestines, though. Well, it was the it, you know it was the seventeen hundreds. They didn't really have a you know a wide range of intestines to sort of <laughs> didn't go have from. enough intestines to compare, I suppose. Back then, yeah. in those days. And when local obstetrician John Howard H A W A R D not uh, not the same as the uh, ex Australian prime minister uh, arrived at her home, he helped Toft deliver several cat legs and nine dead baby rabbits. Baffled, Howard wrote, 
to medical experts in London. Soon, word of the miraculous births made their way to King George I himself. Curious, the king sent Nathaniel St. Andrew, his personal surgeon, to investigate. And on that day, on the day he showed up... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. And on the day he showed up... Yep. Just, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she giving birth to rabbits? I, um, that was my question, but I was holding it. <laughs> I tried yep, to, but so it kept, kept going. Now the king's involved. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And on the day he showed up, Mary Toft gave birth to rabbit number 15. Now, shockingly, both St. Andre and John Howard really thought Toff was delivering rabbits. I was going to say, yeah. now, at some point, <laughs> someone's going to find out she wasn't giving birth to rabbits. Yeah, correct. There's a Mrs. Uh, a Mrs. <laughs> uh, Crabtree kind of arrangement <laughs> happening here. <laughs> at some point, we would all have St. Rabbit's Day or something if this wasn't... <laughs> Something weird now, going on. So now, what's happening? Is this the story of that how the Easter bunny came about? <laughs> <laughs> this is just the story of some crazy lady. But I just need to read you the rest of this because it is it's it's set out magnificently. Mm. So shockingly, both St. Andre and John Howard uh, really thought Toft was delivering rabbits. They believed that she'd been startled by a rabbit while pregnant, and that's why she was giving birth to baby bunnies. I mean, that is a lazy Marvel movie, that one. Origin story, isn't it? <laughs> oh, a rabbit. <laughs> bong, 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 bong. <laughs> That's what giving birth to rabbits sounds like. Uh, this insane theory was called maternal impression, uh, but not everyone bought into it. It was determined maternal that the impression. rabbit's lungs yeah, couldn't have developed inside Toff's womb. Uh, plus one physician found droppings inside a dead bunny that contained hay and straw. <laughs> Crazier still, after Toph delivered half a rabbit. Wait, 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 wait. I guarantee you, he was like, now I've looked at some of these rabbits' droppings, and they contain hay and straw. And the other doctors were like, what's your point? Yeah. Like, what, what's that's your point? What, if she can give birth to rabbits, yeah. she gave birth to a rabbit, why can't the rabbits have straw in them? Like, that's less miraculous than a woman giving birth to rabbits, right? Yeah. And then the surgeon be like, no, she's not giving birth to rabbits. And they're like, shush, 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 shush. The miracle of them eating hay inside the womb is it's nothing secondary. compared to giving rabbits. <laughs> to the primary well, miracle. <laughs> oh, dear. It's crazier still. After Toff delivered half a rabbit, someone oh. noticed the animal had been cut in two with a knife. <laughs> Another miracle. And that, that's right. Can I tell you something? If that if Tofty were alive today, she would be yep. trying to get onto maths or yeah. or Bachelor like in Paradise. In the, in the or aftermath in the aftermath yeah. of people saying, Wait a minute. Yeah, Man, you're right. No, so no, can- no. I'm just mean like that's that's the the person that we think is a, a, an attention-seeking sado these days. That's mm. what you had to do back in the day to get your yeah. fame. Well, to, get, get, to get your foot in the door or rabbit in the vagina. If you want to, if you want to be a 16th century influencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So here's the question which pretty much tells the rest of the story. Yep. And I, you probably won't be able to tell me, but this is the key thing. Did doctors see these come out of her vagina? Or 
Mm. where they just in the next room while she screamed and then yelled, oh, I've given birth, here it is. <laughs> and they've all walked in. Because if it's the former... You'd be an excellent detective, Stuart. If excellent. it's the former, then she's shoving rabbits up herself. Let me continue. And squeeze him out. Oh, no. I've just got a little bit more and all <laughs> shall be revealed. That's what she said as well. St. <laughs> <laughs> Andre was convinced Toft was a baby bunny mama. And that's how it was printed here. Uh, and he brought her to London for closer examination. Upon her arrival, Toft became the talk of the town. Maths style. People flocked <laughs> to see the legendary mother. And her story was covered in major newspapers. But once she was in London, shock, stunned, she stopped giving birth. Oh. As if that weren't suspicious enough, a servant was caught sneaking a rabbit into her room. <laughs> Oh. After one doctor threatened to perform surgery on her, Toft confessed it was all a hoax. Hoping to earn money in freak shows, You're right. Toft had been shoving the rabbits inside her <sighs> vagina and what? then pushing them out. Wow. All right. Well, sorry for preempting the ending there. That I is just... fine. So was someone else in on the job, so to speak? In on the... <laughs> like, was one of the surgeons, like, part of it? No, look, I think we're in the 1700s, so it was like... I guess they were coming out of her, so they were like, yep, she's giving birth to... Rabbit number 15. More importantly, did you come across this story by accident? I did. (laughs) That is an excellent question. What search terms were going on? It it stunned me, so now I'm going to start uh, giving birth to stories about uh, rabbits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're going to give birth to an internet internet search engine. Correct, yes. (laughs) Uh, I just came across this by accident. I was um, just looking up weird shit, and uh, this came out. Oh. Oh. Poor ending. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I remembered that this was an audio medium, not a visual one, so looking up weird shit. Is anyone anyone looking to to make a film or a a ten-part series about this story? Oh. Well, would it be... But hang on. Who... Who's is she a heroine or a villain? Well, I think that's what you do, breaking bad ah, stuff, don't you? You right. make her make her a hero at the start, and you right. But how is she a hero at the like start? A, it's like an Aaron Brockovich style. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she just has to do. She has to shove rabbits up her to to get taken seriously in life. Did you say how is she a hero at the start? Yeah. Why she giving birth to rabbits? Yeah, but does that make you a hero or does it just make you... Probably makes you blessed in some way, doesn't well, it? Like, I guess if you're making the movie... All right, we're going to pitch meeting it right now. We're blue yeah. sky. But if you're going to make the mo- the TV series, which we clearly are, mm-hmm. then you make it not from her point of view. You make it from the physician's point of view or the king's point of view. Oh, and you just, yes. Everyone's like, where's this woman? And then you wait a couple of episodes before you actually see her, and then you have a scene of her giving birth to a rabbit, oh. and then you're like, let's go. Yeah. This is amazing. So if you're the... Yeah, so the episode one, you know... So this is a HBO thing then. Like, if yeah, we're yeah. showing so her giving birth to a rabbit, it's got to be... Yeah, strange. yeah. So, okay, no, cool. no, no. Well, <laughs> episode one, there's kind of... You're setting the scene, who the characters are. Weird, we faint whispers of a uh, of a weird occurrence, and then the end is a messenger boy coming in and throwing the cat intestines on the floor. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. And I then, say you make the doctor the centra- central figure. Oh, yeah. Because he thinks, all right, I've heard I'm, you can show him being the great doctor in the court and then he hears this story of this woman giving birth to rabbits and then mm. he goes to it. Then he puts his like career and his, his reputation oh. in the, on the line to support this claim and then he finds out what happens to him when he finds out that it's just a strange woman <laughs> sticking rabbits up. <laughs> well, do they fall in love? Like, is that the love story? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can discount how much of a role religion would have played in, played in this because, uh, you know, anytime anyone did anything slight, slightly <laughs> out of the ordinary, yeah, then you know it may, might have been God. God's work. God's talking through this yeah, person. Yeah, God's work. God, yeah, yeah. So, so you have the the build up of the miracle upon miracle, and then the sudden deflation of a of her getting caught, you know, squatting over a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, can the doctor's name be Warren? <laughs> oh dear! You can cut that out. <laughs> Warren Stuffer. <laughs> There's your title. Done. <laughs> Green lit. All right. Well, we could probably write the rest of the episodes of that series, but we should probably move on as <laughs> to um well, since we're in the film filmy kind of world, TV entertainment filmy kind of world, I might tell my story. And I'm going to continue the theme I had last time, if you remember last time, I was telling you about weird actor-director relationships in the mm. world of films. Mm. Uh, this time I'm going to tell you about the sequel that never got made that I most wish was made. Ooh. Now, we we all know The Gladiator, Russell Crowe, Ridley Scott. Yes, yes. It's a, obviously was a big hit. And obviously, you know, was considered a, a, a very good film. Indeed. But there was attempts to make a sequel. Just just to hold on that, didn't... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Gladiator, didn't he die at the end of a... Yeah, sure did. <laughs> sure did. Okay. Now, now, just as a second pin in that, <laughs> never yep. seen Gladiator. Oh, that's a bit weird. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that is a bit weird. It is but hang a bit on, weird. is it fair enough? <laughs> I don't I know. Let's th- find out. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I, tr- I have tried three times to watch Gladiator, and have fallen asleep in the first half an hour three times. Really? Yes. Watch it in the morning. Same. Same, <laughs> <laughs> same with the movie The Player. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. They're my two falling asleep movies. If I ever, if I'm ever not being able to go to sleep, I put those movies <laughs> on the, and I'm good. Yeah, I'm with you with the player. That's Robert Altman and a lot of talking about Hollywood. I'm sure mm. people in Hollywood who like Hollywood love a movie about Hollywood. Yeah, but there's a lot of waffle. But Gladiator, I always find fairly entertaining. I don't know. I 
No. I, I have to give it another crack, but now I know that he dies at the end. Jeez. Oh, spoilers. 20-year-old spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> You've had three attempts, um, three strikes. Yeah, I gave it a crack. Really. Exactly, exactly. I can't <laughs> complain. So what was the sequel? What on earth was the... Well, it's more just that they wanted a sequel, and oh, right. there were obviously ideas being tossed around, but nothing that got uh, taken too seriously. Because, as you mentioned, there's a rather large problem of your main character being already dead. Yeah. Do you think that phased this man? His name is Nick Cave. He's a musician, writer, actor. Oh, right. Nick Cave. You know the man. I thought you'd mispronounce Nick Cage, and I was like, yep, right, Nick Cage. Yep, Gladiator <laughs> Tooth. Sounds about right. Nick Cave. Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe sought out Nick Cave to write a draft for a potential Gladiator sequel. Hmm. So, would you like to hear some of the things he had in mind? I'm sure yes. it was all very light. Well, one of the uh, one of the things that Nick Cave was tossing around was that Maximus ends up in Vietnam. So, Maximus leads a group of rebel Christians against the Romans, who eventually retreat, and then when he uh, <laughs> Bends down, Maximus bends down, picks up a handful of dirt. He stands back up. He's a crusader fighting against Muslims oh, in the no. Middle Ages. Then what? he's in World War Two. Then he's in Vietnam. So for some reason, at the end of the sequel, he just starts going ahead through time, being a hero through time. Um, in the last shot, he's dressed in a suit and tie, washing his hands in the bathroom at the Pentagon. And he walks down the hallway, enters the war room, and opens his computer and says, Now, where were we? I don't know if I'm in. Well, look, Nick had some other ideas, let me tell you. He's, uh, you know, uh, if you listen to Nick Cave's music, wrestling with Christianity is is something that he does a fair bit. Yeah. Which is why he. One of his albums? He's just wrestling Jesus on the front cover. Him just tearing his shirt off, Hulk Hogan style. He's just um, putting Jesus in a figure four leg lock. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That'd be a good image, actually. Well, funny you say that. He, uh, the One of the titles Nick was contemplating for this movie was Christ Killer. Oh, All right. So he had the idea that Maximus might go down to purgatory. And um, he's sent down by gods who are perishing in heaven because there's Christ on earth who's gaining popularity and so Maximus is sent back to slay Christ. For some reason, Jesus being on earth, getting more popular, is killing gods in heaven, uh, according to Nick Cave. So, you know, I'm going to go on just a little bit, but so far, are you tempted to see this movie? What do you think of this movie? (laughs) Well, the, the the whole travelling to different battles and wars and things like that just sounds like Russell Crowe saying, oh, everyone liked me as Gladiator. What if I'm just the best soldier that ever was in every war through history? Can I do that? That sounds good. But I think yep. he's still Maximus for some reason. Yeah, I'm on board. I'll be on board with that. You can imagine. you be like, cool, I get to make a Vietnam movie, a Middle East movie, a Middle Ages, Dark Ages, all these things in one movie and I'm the best in yep. all of them, but the the purgatory one sounds 
pretty waffly, doesn't it? Yeah. So he gets he you know, he sets off on his mission, gets lost in the desert, sees a bunch of strange visions apparently, uh, including a stag that's got its antlers caught in a thicket. According Oof. to the script, it says the stag looks at Maximus with spooked, rolling eyes, and then the stag's head is torn by the brambles of the thicket. Ooh. <laughs> Maximus continues on, coming to a rock where he sees five people wearing pagan masks and nothing else. One of them has the skin of the stag that Maximum, Maximus just left behind. Maximus walks past them without acknowledging them. Right, so... You can see this on the page, can't you? <laughs> you can. You can, <laughs> you can literally see it on the page. It strikes me as someone who's been writing trying to write a movie for 25 years and has bits of about into 17 it. movies. Has a funnel and, like, and a bag and is just yeah. shoving all the stuff into the funnel that they can. Mm. And just like, yep, I've got all these ideas. Here's one movie. Yep. So Maximus, they decide to refer back to the first movie finally and Maximus has to see his wife and child. But right. the gods don't let him because they have to. They want to send him on a side mission first to kill a rogue god that um, <laughs> okay. has to be taken out for some reason. Um, Maximus is guided through the afterlife by a, just a, a random strange figure who's just just sort of turns up from time to time. Uh, it says here that Ridley Scott genuinely liked Nick Cave's script and tr- did genuinely try to get it made. Yeah, and uh, so and Nick Cave, uh, um, although unfortunately his version of the movie won't ever likely see the silver screen, um, he calls it a popcorn dropper. He, uh, he hang says on, hang on. That, what does that mean? Does that does that mean that people like get up and throw the popcorn on the floor because the movie shit? I think that means it's while you're eating popcorn you get stunned <laughs> yeah. and then right. you give birth you to, birth popcorn. to, popcorn. <laughs> to popcorn. Start spraying it everywhere. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A, a popcorn so what, dropper. So what do you think of this? What I'm going to essentially call the gladiator version of John Wick, where the mm. gods just send him out to be a hitman for whoever they feel like knocking off at any given point. Yeah, that's what I thought it sounded like. All right, it's just a hitman movie, except they've taken out gods for some reason. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. You know. We never got to see it. Well, why does it have to be Maximus? Like, why can't it? Why can't that just be a movie on its own? Like a completely god like killer, separate, <laughs> like set, like soundtrack by Cannibal Corpse, Christ Killer, <laughs> you know. The- Why didn't they make it with Kirk Douglas, you mean, and it'd be um, Spartacus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he was 100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah. Mull over that. Imagine what could have been. Matt? Yes. What do you have? Okay. Now, we go. you may have heard this reference last week in the Bill Simmons podcast, just a throwaway line about uh, some toilet issues and the Secret Service. And I went, what are they talking about? Because the phrase unpleasant mess kept being thrown about. And I was like, what are they talking about? And so I looked it up. uh, And the story is that the um, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner's Secret Service detail 
are spending $3,000 a month to rent a basement apartment with a functioning toilet in it. Uh, and at this stage, it's that's over $100,000 have been spent renting this apartment across the road or down the road from Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner's right. house. Horse corpses not included. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know how many horse corpses can fit in this one. But the main reason why they have done that is because the secret service agents were ripping apart their toilets with the dumps they were doing. <laughs> but, so, but wait, the, the, wait sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. You go, you carried on. No, no, no. I just wanted to like the the crazy thing was that <laughs> yep. the Ivanka Trump Jared Kushner household basically stopped them coming in. So yep. the Secret Service had to go down the road yeah. and use the Obama's toilet. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's hard to stop a bullet from down the road, though. <laughs> I know. First of all, they put a porta potty out the front of, yep. the Jar- of Uncle that's, Trump that's and Jared Kushner's house, and they went, no, 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 no. This is a very wealthy neighbourhood. We don't need a porta potty shitter out the front of our house yeah. so yeah they went to the Obama's house and they were like yeah you can use the toilet and then apparently did such a number on that that they were like no we don't want you to use yeah, that no. toilet anymore well and, and wait 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 it gets better it gets yeah. better then they went to Vice President Pence's house yeah. obviously they all live in the same area in Washington mm. and they went to his house and he was like sure you can use this toilet and then the same person blew his apart and he was like no 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 no. (laughs) is that why he had that fly on his head (laughs) (laughs) no 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 see mike pence didn't actually exist until that secret service agent went to the toilet and then he came out of the toilet as that enormous shit wow (laughs) oh are you getting political wow sorry too political humor too far (laughs) i don't know if it's humor (laughs) it's definitely a statement So, they, so, so that is what is happening, is that they've been moved to three different private re- residences. So are you saying so this like, is happening now or previously? No, this, is, this was... The story was in 2017. Oh, okay, great. But then was only just... So that was happening in 2017, but they've been renting this place for three years or mm. three or four years now. Yeah. Um, that's why they're like, it's cost them over 100 taxpayer money over a hundred thousand dollars because one person in that detail maybe all of them is just not good at keeping a toilet (laughs) so i don't understand i don't understand like at what point surely after the second house at the obamas they were like maybe can we get a different guy who's not blowing the toilet apart yeah is like how? What's the depth like on the bench for the Secret Service guys? Can but, you not sub this guy out? Exactly. Like, is it all the Secret Service guys? Yes. And does that mean that they are like? Do they need to like check their? Because you would think that they'd all be high on protein. Like the Secret Service guys would be heavy protein, <laughs> yeah. and so See, maybe. I think- Here, here's my question. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you know, Ivanka and Jared would have had their own cooks, whatever, making food mm. for them. Mm. If you've got Secret Service looking after you in your house, do they get fed from the same cooks or do they have to go out and get Taco Bell or something yeah, like it- that? Are they? If, if someone's looking after you for hours on end, do they have to go and get fast food every day? Yeah, they're eating on the, on, on the fly. Like, you have mm. to eat 
whatever time you can get it and just eating yeah. unhealthy food. You're probably drinking like 10 cups of coffee as well. Yes. Uh, but but do you know what I mean? Like, are they getting looked after by the people they're looking after or do they have to go and fend for themselves food-wise? Because if it is the latter, then it's just going to be greasy fast food all the time and I don't blame the guy for busting the toilet up. <laughs> or was it actually just Ivanka the whole time? Oh. And she can't <laughs> let the word get out. Exactly. <laughs> it's much easier to... <laughs> to um, blame Joe the security guy instead of Joe the cameraman. Joe but the security if, man. But then if you kick him out, what is she... Surely she's still... Well, sure. No, 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 no. So, so she's then had to... Because she's their security detail, she's had to take them down to the Obamas and knock on the door and so explain the situation. What do you mean? And she's say, not their security detail. No, but she that they are her security detail. So she's going to go she, and introduce them to the Obamas and say, hey, Obamas, I can't let this guy use my toilet. And so, yeah, while I'm here, while I'm here, while let I'm me go here, and check out the facility. I'm just going to go and check the toilet. <laughs> I'll do a dry Drops run. One. Just make sure. Yeah, well. Oh, not a dry no, run. No, very wet run, you'd think. Well, for, the, um, for appearance's sake, and dry run. <laughs> I just reckon oh. it's... it's I, Why I is Ivanka testing the toilets for her security? <laughs> I don't know. This story is, uh, yeah, it's a little vague, isn't it? But, uh, you know. <laughs> and that didn't work, so that she was like, right, let's go down to Spencer's house. While we get on, on the way, let's just stop in and get some tacos here, and we'll be right. Yeah. Oh, I They didn't go to the Clintons because there were probably cameras in the toilets there. <laughs> I wonder if there's a pizza place that's really close by... That well, see, they were saying like all it, their pizza from, like that's where they got all their food from. One of the stories was that you know, like they when they first got booted out, they were just using local restaurants, like whatever yeah. was available. So they're yeah. probably going, oh, "I need to take a crap." No, like you have to buy something. They're yeah, like, they only made jalapeno oh. pizzas. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, give me, a, <laughs> give me a garlic and Polish sausage pizza, please, yeah. and I'll be right. And I'll oh, eat that up. One uh, pork riblet burger, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, uh, that's quite yeah. a story. Yeah. So that's that's what your taxpayer money goes to is some, one thing you don't consider is toilets for the Secret Service. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about Trumps on this podcast very much before because, like, where do you start and where do you end? That kind of thing. But just sometimes little things will just pop up in your head and you'll go, that's, that's right, that fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> they They built Trump a special button for his desk for when he wanted a little Diet Coke. Yeah. He had a Diet Coke button bespoke built into his desk. Into the president's desk in the Oval Office. Is that serious? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, he had a... Like, you're furious because it should be Pepsi Max, but... Yeah, exactly right. But how do you respect a man? (laughs) His little Diet (laughs) Coke button. Who has an order of business, has a... Diet Coke button installed. Anyway, let's let's go with that. Any follow up on how this guy is doing? <laughs> how his bowel health is? You mean? Yeah. Or? Well, they, they oh. found out that what he was actually doing was excreting cat intestines. So <laughs> they got him checked out. Everything's fine now. Well, they thought it was cat intestines. It was just him shitting out his own intestines. And all right, it's just his. 
No miracles here, boys. They're actual human. Doesn't have to become an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, this woman like was talking about how she lived across the street from them, and she said they put the porta potty, and then they weren't allowed to do that, and then they would knock, doing a door knock on people, and the neighbour said like, oh, it's not fair. They have to get in their cars to go to the toilet. But then they said, did you let them come into your house? And then she was like, no. 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 I've heard the stories. Yeah. I don't want the Secret Service in my house. But also, like, if you're an assassin worth your salt, you're doing a bit of scoping out and seeing that Secret Service are leaving for, like, half-hour stretches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, how, how do you protect someone when you're searching for a toilet? Yeah. yeah, and you get pretty a pretty good sense. Like, oh, this guy, oh, he takes the paper with him. He'll be there for a while. That's right. This guy gets in and out. He's back. So, no, we've got to wait till this guy eating his nachos mm. again for breakfast. I don't think we've asked the question, though. <laughs> like, I don't think the question, like, the obvious question is, were, like, did they have a toilet that was right next to the front door? Or where was this toilet that they were using that... Surely, like, the Trumps would have 17 toilets in their house, I'm sure. Like, what, yeah. what are you saying? Why couldn't they just partition that one off with some, you know, asbestos or something and just exactly. leave like, it for the Secret Service? Buy a box service. of matches, for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> well, well, clearly this was uh, a, an above-average toilet <laughs> situation. Like, this is... <laughs> Or, or are they just too toffee and not used to, you know, a real man shit? No, but that's that's the thing. It was it was at their house first, and then the Obamas banned them. Mm. The Obamas yeah, are the ones true. who that's... used the term "the unpleasant mess." <laughs> oh, <dear. sighs> so someone's got real good form. There's no doubt about that's, it. Uh, that's rough. <laughs> and I know I know some things about unpleasant messes. You know. <laughs> We we we're thinking about you wherever you are, Secret Service man. We hope you're okay. <laughs> well, I'm um, I'm I agree with what we said earlier. Is that this problem seems to be could be fixed very easily by saying, "All right, Secret Service agents, this is what you will eat. Yeah. We will provide you with the food. It will be good. It'll be nutritious. Mm. It'll have plenty of fiber." And you'll be yeah. dropping fours. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be drop, yeah. You'll be logging it up <laughs> yeah. in a nice, clean way. You'll be Correct. getting up in the morning, drinking a liter of water, everyone. That's Actually, right. That's not, and then pack some that, carrot sticks for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. That'll help <laughs> the situation. They won't be having to drive a mile and a half to do a dump. <laughs> uh, all right, product of the week. Um, carrot sticks. <laughs> contact lens jewelry. So apparently you can get, if you're bored with just sticking a regulation contact lens into your eyeball, you can get a contact lens with, with a nice string of diamonds hanging off it. Don't you think that would be a pleasant look, just to look at somebody and just see a whole bunch of uh, diamonds and shit hanging out of their eyeball? Hang on, like, okay, so like right out of the centre of the eye or like, like a teardrop? Down. It's hanging off the eyelid, but it's hanging. not to the side. It's actually in the middle, so it's yeah. It's not like it's not like a teardrop to the either side. It's it's in the middle of the contact, so it's coming down right through from the middle of your eye. That's, um, oh, of course, okay. I'll post a picture later, but 
Yeah. Does okay. So does that give you some sort of special vision? Like, do you have like, like fly vision or something like that? Because you've got this thing right in front of your eyeballs. Does it like refract? No, it's just purely for feeling fancy. <sighs> but I, 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 I would be, I, I would be terrified to look at someone and see something hanging out of their eye. It'd make me feel sick. Well, you think the amount of people who would reach up and try and brush it away from their face. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That would be your natural instinct. Yeah. Ah. you got something on your arm. Ah, hey, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily be reaching for someone's eyeball, though. Like no. I'd, I'd probably ask them, are you aware that there's something coming out of your These eye? These things hang down to <laughs> mid-cheek, though, right? Sorry, sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, so it's like a chain. So I could literally just yeah. pull it out. Yeah. Right. Wig- Wiggins, would you really ask someone, <laughs> are you aware there's a chain hanging out of your eyeball? Yeah. No, no, no. Do you want me to get that for you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, look. Let's uh, let's go to our parting oddity because the night is creeping on, mm-hmm. and it is as follows: Scientists discover an organism with a disappearing asshole. The comb jelly, also known as the warty comb jelly or sea walnut, has a disappearing <laughs> ring hole. Uh, Sydney Tam of the Marine Biological Laboratory in Woods Hole, Massachusetts, again. Oh, thank God. You. <laughs> told the new scientist that <laughs> there is no documentation of transient anus in any other animals that I know of. Great phrase. Exactly. I was, if uh, that's uh, not the title, if well, transient uh, anus is not the title. <laughs> I just didn't think I could get away with it. But I mean, it fits with a few things, a few of the stories you've come up with today. Maybe that was old mate's secret services problem. He had a transient anus. He had to go from house to house. <laughs> I did this on purpose. I don't know how I knew we were talking yeah, about this. But yeah. Exactly right. So, yes, uh, there's no documentation of transient anus in any other animals that I know of. It's not visible when the animal is not pooping. So there's no trace of it under oh, the wow. microscope. It's invisible to me. So essentially, this animal grows an anus from scratch every time it wants to poop, and then the anus disappears after. Wow. I thought I worked hard for a shit. <laughs> so, but it is a jellyfish, so it's just a blob of fucking shit. Yeah. So so I don't suppose... I don't is that, wait, is that you talking or is that the scientist? <laughs> <laughs> That's the crib notes that I read of the documents. Yeah. No, um, so, uh, you know... When I first read it, I was surprised, but now I'm thinking about it, I'm not that surprised because it would just squeeze itself and the shit would just come out wherever. I mean, you know, how closely are we defining a, an asshole when it comes to a jellyfish? It's just a point where shit comes out. It could be anywhere. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it could. Wow. So, yeah, but that's, you know, it's quite a party trick. <laughs> so, does it count... Like- does it count if it comes... So, say it eats it, right? So, so Sorry? So, whatever food it come, <laughs> wait, like, wait, comes yeah, into okay. the jellyfish and it goes out of the same spot, right. like, is that is that both then classified as a mouth and an anus? Ooh. Well, don't, they don't have mouths. Well, there are a few animals that do that, right? I'm, mm. I'm sure there's a few animals that where the... the not, well, for what of a better term, the mouth and the anus is the same spot. Octopus, for one, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, didn't know that. 
They're not so <laughs> bloody smart then, are they? <laughs> well, maybe they are. Maybe they're saving time. <laughs> That's it. Maybe you could play, like, to, to get the kiddies involved, you could play, like, pin the anus on the jellyfish. <laughs> That's nice. Right? But it's it's a little different because you don't know where it's going to turn up. On no. Everyone's a winner. Every, well, someone wins, but, but you don't know... Or you just pick the, the kid that you like the most to be inset and tell them they're the winner. <laughs> they're the winner, right? Yeah, you won. It's <laughs> there. Oh, it's your birthday. You won. <laughs> <laughs> but then you could keep playing because it's transient. So the next game, next round could be anywhere else. Oh, it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect, mm-hmm. like uh, like pass the parcel where there's a prize in every single layer. In every you anus. just keep playing. You so just keep on. playing. And what, not what's the name the of this that- game? Pin the tail on the jellyfish, asshole. Pin the anus on the jellyfish. Okay. Pin the transient anus. Oh, pin on the, the oh, so we're pinning the ass on it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. right. Okay. All right. Well, now that we've got that worked out, I'm going to say good night to you, gentlemen, and thank you very much for joining me once again on Bit Weird but Fair Enough, I guess. Thank you. Pleasure. Buckland, amazing. Buckland, you are my, you're the, you're my hero, <laughs> and you're my you're hero recording. because you had the phrase transient anus standing yes. in front of you for like an hour and didn't try and shoehorn it in somewhere. I would have been climbing into my computer <laughs> to get that into a conversation <laughs> to say transient asshole. Well, I just, but yeah, it was I, absolutely I perfect. The, well done. I wanted to keep that where it was. To be perfectly honest. Right where it belongs at the back. Right at the back end. Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, thank you.